4 Ways Big Global Industries Make People Sick From our international news desk of Farming Portal, Agri Newsnet and Red de Noticias Agricolas we recorded the audiocast. It's now more commonly known that alcohol and tobacco use make us ill. Less known is that just four industries account for at least one-third of global preventable deaths. These industries are unhealthy processed food and drinks, fossil fuels, alcohol and tobacco. Collectively they cause 19 million deaths every year, according to a recent series of reports published in The Lancet. These deaths happen because of accepted business practices that prioritize profit over health, and not only through the company's products. This includes cigarettes that cause cancer, sugary drinks that result in obesity or coal that drives carbon dioxide emissions, for example. The world's largest commercial companies routinely operate in a way that masks their practices and allows them to continue and expand in the name of neoliberal economic freedoms. These transnational corporations drive rapidly rising sickness and death levels, disability, environmental damage, and widening social inequities. The Lancet series describes a pathological system, in which a substantial group of commercial actors are increasingly enabled to cause harm and to make others pay the costs of doing so. They profit without bearing any of the costs of the harmful products marketed to an unsuspecting public. Commercial actors must meet the actual costs of the harm they cause if further damage is to be prevented. Governments will need to hold commercial actors to account, and norms need to be reshaped in the public interest drawing attention to the right to health and the governmental obligation to protect health, not just corporate freedoms. You listening to a audio cast for our international news desk. The commercial sector uses various dark marketing strategies to create demand for brands and increase product consumption. Advertising for fast food and other ultra-processed food, high in fat, sugar and salt, dominates many countries' advertising space. Nearly half of the advertisements viewed during child or family time in South Africa are for ultra-processed food and drink products. A case study from South Africa that features in the Lancet series, on Coca-Cola's marketing of sugar-sweetened drinks, illustrates how seemingly normal business practices can have devastating health impacts. Coca-Cola and other beverage companies operate in South Africa in the context of alarming rates of obesity. Of the obese population, 68% are women. 31% are men and 13% are children. School children aged 10 to 13 consume at least two servings of sugary drinks daily. This makes South Africa one of the top 10 global consumers of Coca-Cola products. The company's marketing practices target mostly poor South Africans, seen as its growth market. Its products are available everywhere, from supermarkets to street vendors and remote rural areas. Branding is pervasive, from school and shop signs to billboards, TV advertisements and social media presence. One under-discussed aspect of this practice is how marketing reshapes cultural norms. It makes a deadly product aspirational, much as the tobacco industry did decades ago. The world's largest tobacco company, Philip Morris International, has been calling for relaxed regulations on advertising its smoke-less products in South Africa ahead of a new control of tobacco products and electronic delivery systems bill. The alcohol industry once formed an interest group, known as the Association for Responsible Alcohol Use, to influence government policies in South Africa. Multinational mining companies continue to cheat Africa out of billions of dollars by under-reporting profits and paying lower taxes. In Zambia, for example, 
Copper earns transnational copper mining companies billions annually. It's estimated that their corporate tax avoidance denies the country US$3 billion in taxes yearly. This is more than 12.5% of Zambia's entire GDP. It will take concerted joint efforts, such as an international convention, to change the system. This change needs to be in the direction of prioritizing societal and environmental well-being and health impacts. Until this happens, health and equity will continue to be threatened, causing significant economic damage and declining social development. This was a audio cast from the news desk of CRA Media International in Bordeaux in France.